Hi there, in this episode... Oh my God, right, okay, so I've just taken that out of the pot, thinking it was going to be a really deep root ball, and there is nothing on it. And on the back it tells me that it's got a prune code of three. (laughs) I don't know what that means. Right, so today... Or should I say this evening? It's beautiful evening. Not too hot, not too cold. It's it's Goldilocks tonight. It's just right. And I've got a plan for a new clematis. Clematis? Clematis? You say clematis. I say clematis. Doesn't matter. Beautiful thing that grows and comes back year after year. So we are in Cordeline Corner. And Joey knows something exciting is about to happen. He's, he's suddenly perked up. He's got a waggy tail. He's sniffing around. He keeps following me like a little shadow. Let's just set the scene, shall we? You may remember from such times as Cordeline Corner podcast, where my husband brought back a cordeline, which is an architectural plant. It's burgundy brown, some orange stripes along the spear-like palms, if you like. I think it's a bit municipal bed. So I I stuffed it in a corner. I said, oh, thanks, darling, that's amazing. And I popped it in a corner. It's not actually doing very well here, I have to say, but I'm not about to start lifting it and moving it. So what I'm going to do is, around the back of it and up against the side of the summer house, is put a new clematis. And what I want it to do is to train up the side of the, the summer house and possibly mix in with the wisteria, meet and mingle. Who knows? That's my hope. But this bed is quite interesting. It's a cute little bed. It doesn't get much sun. I've got a rhubarb in it, bizarrely. And I realised the other day that I've been doing the wrong thing with my rhubarb. I have, around autumn time, just been raising it to the ground, cutting all the leaves off. And apparently it needs the leaves in order to do some plant thing like probably photosynthesis to feed next year's supply of rhubarb so I've left it alone may attack it a little bit more later on the year but I'm leaving it alone for now we've had the rhubarb off it it wasn't very nice we'll go we'll gloss over that next to that is this brilliant thing called mighty fill I don't know what the Latin is for it, but Mighty Phil looks like he's gone away every year. And like the cowboy that he is, he returns with all his fancy feathers and big plumy feather duster style brush heads and flowers. And it looks stunning. And then next to that, I'm having a bit of a go with the gladioli. But that is not really plumping up in the way that I'd like it to. It's not in full sun. So sorry, gladioli. Gladys the gladioli you're looking like a bit of a runt of the litter unfortunately so I'll see what I can do with that later but for now we're going to be putting a hole in the ground and I would I think I've got my eye in for how big the pot is and what sort of depth of hole it needs and I think we're going to get that level of satisfaction but just on top of where I'm going to go I have had oh hey it works it's a little frog Oh, brilliant. I have had a little uh, drip tray. I say little, it's massive. Massive drip tray, circular drip tray, plastic one, in this corner because it's gone very dry and I've put a load of stones in it from the beach and then occasionally I'll top it up with water. (sighs) Go away, Mozzie, go away. 
Okay, so I'm going to move that and I know it works because the little frog has just cleared off. I'm not surprised. It's nice and cool in this corner. So I'm just going to switch it round to the side and give it some give it some fresh water and then I can have reclaim that land from the frogs. Oh. oh, I can see a few of them twitching underneath. So we're going to put this metre tall clematis into the ground. I've had it for a week or so, been on my guilty to-do list of things I need to do in the garden. So I've given it a soak and it looks like it's ready to go and it is going to be really lovely. It's got these beautiful white blooms, bit of bit of a purple centre. And it's called something I cannot pronounce, which is, uh, it's got a T and then an S. So what way that goes, I'm not sure. To Sakiko Evipo 110. I like that 110 at the end. And on the back, it tells me that it's got a prune code of three. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What's your prune code? Oh, I'm a five. Oh, really? I'm only a three. So I might have to just Google that. But I've got a little bit of experience with clematis, which is to cut them back quite a lot uh, towards the end of the year. And they spring back. So that's beautiful. Right, Joey, we're here and we've got a hole, haven't we? Yes, we're going to put something in it. Brilliant. So that's been soaking. Bugger, bugger, bugger. Oh my God. Oh, the roots have just, the soil's fallen off this thing completely. Oh my God, right, okay. So I've just taken that out of the pot thinking it was going to be a really deep root ball and there is nothing on it. There's literally this quite compact clematis up a small cane and all I've got is a few yellow strands of root. Now that is not to say it won't work, this won't work, but that is really strange. And I wonder if there's something in that that's eating it. Look, there are some white roots there that have just come away. Ah, oh, this doesn't look good. Do you know what, sod it, I'm gonna put it in the ground. If it's a triumph, it's a triumph. There are loads and loads of slug eggs in here. That will give the frog something to eat. I certainly didn't need that big hole. And that is going in there with a wing and a prayer. I'm going to need some compost around that. There's just nothing to hold it into the ground. So I've got some, <laughs> I've got some of that professional growing medium left from the other from the other episode. I spent a, a small fortune on unknowingly and was too embarrassed to say I didn't want it. Yes, no, I'll pay that much for that. So I'm just going to whop some of this on to this very sorry situation of the rootless clematis. You know, I suspect that a lot of garden centres having not been open for very, very long since lockdown eased, is that they had a lot of plants knocking about that are being bought up later. I mean, normally I'd buy that a month before I did and put it in the ground. And actually it's developed a lot of slug issues. Um, you know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's just one of those things, or maybe the conditions were right for a lot of things to eat, roots and whatnot. So that's that in the ground, that's another job done. And looking at the picture of the clematis on the label, the flowers are kind of big hand-sized white petals with a really attractive purple center, sort of fluffy purple center. 
doesn't like full sun so that's in the right place it's going to grow nice and tall and will look really lush behind this <clears throat> quite unattractive corner line <laughs> and uh, be a really sort of appealing aspect of the garden maybe draw your eye towards this corner and i think the frogs will like it as well well what's not to like <laughs> 